Did you know that you could be doing these three things that could be losing you money in the treatment room? That is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm excited. And guess what? All three of these things, these mistakes, Emily and I have done. So this is us sharing mistakes that we've learned from and grown from. And I'm pretty sure that you are probably doing one of these three, if not all right now. So today's episode, you'll definitely want to take a listen to. I feel like it's going to be transformative. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Emily. We are licensed estheticians and co-founders of The Skin Distillery. Welcome to The Lounge, a show about two SC besties, aka us, who will have a cocktail or two and converse about our journey in the treatment room. Our goal is to start changing the mindset of estheticians by sharing our vulnerabilities and business strategies to let you know that you are not alone and you can have it all. Cheers! So what are we drinking? Oh, let me put my headphones on, you guys. Yeah, geez, Mel, what are you doing? Couldn't hear myself. So what are we drinking today? Can I see that can? <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right, so today we're doing a mocktail. We're doing a mocktail, and we are drinking the San Pellegrino um, Aranciata Rosa. Yes, so it's an orange-flavored, like, San Pellegrino sparkling water. So they have like flavored ones. So this does have calories, um, but it's an orange infused flavored drink. Perfect for summer, we thought, you guys. Absolutely. So it has um, orange, a little bit of sugar. We didn't put sugar in. No, I didn't think I needed it. I'm honestly, I'm I'm skipping the sugar just to like have less sugar. Yep. A splash of soda and then topping it with the Aranciata Rosa. So yeah, and it's super easy to make. It's basically just the drink pretty much itself. And then if you want to garnish it with an orange slice and a rosemary um, sprig, I think that would oh. be a beautiful summer drink. Yes. Um, so easy to do. And just keep it in your fridge. Keep it in your fridge. And if you were looking to add alcohol to it, you could add um, an Aperol. Yes. So again, a really oh, beautiful Aperol. summer drink. And I do like the idea if you're looking for more of a low alcohol alcoholic drink some people like to do like less high percentages Mm -hmm. that way you're still getting like a little alcohol but it's a very light dose or you can go no alcohol so i'll let you try it first emily because i've actually tried this cheers oh that's good yeah i really like that isn't it just like so summery yes oh yeah it's just really refreshing. Yep. It doesn't even – it doesn't need alcohol. It really doesn't. Like I kind of was thinking if I get knocked up this summer, this will probably <laughs> be my mocktail choice because it's the perfect combination of like not feeling super sweet but also just like refreshing. It's yeah. really good. And if you like – if you are more of a sweet person, you definitely could add like a simple syrup or sugar. sugar. I don't think you need it though. No, you don't. But some people like it a little sweeter, you know? Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I definitely – so I tried to get rosemary um, sprigs last night, but they're out of them. But I could, I would love the smell of like a the rosemary right now with yeah, it. Would really would be awesome. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So great mocktail for the summer. Um, I would be great for a bridal shower oh, yeah. or baby so shower cute. or something. Yeah, because yeah, the color is like a really pretty like pinkish peach, orange. Pe- pinkish orange. Yeah, it's really like – A grapefruit color kind of. Really pretty. So it would work for a lot of occasions. So yeah, San Pellegrino, they're, it's their like flavored ones that are super good. I bought it. I thought it was just a regular San Pellegrino. Mm-hmm. And then I got home and I was like, opened it. And I was like, wait, 
And this then I'm like, this is different. This is different. And I was like, this definitely has calories, but it's so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, delicious. So yeah, cheers. Cheers. All right, you guys. So being the boss lets you set the rules and do whatever you want, which is amazing, mm-hmm. right? However, poor decision-making skills with not enough future planning can also be causing you to be losing money. Say that again. So poor decision-making skills with not enough future planning can be causing you to be losing money. So today's episode, we are going to be discussing three big mistakes that could be losing your money in the treatment room. Hmm. Are you excited, Emily? Yes. Do you I'm going to learn something. You- <laughs> <laughs> okay. And some of these are things um, – actually, all of these are things that we have lost money on. These are mistakes that we've all done. Great. Shine, so, a, shine a light on it. Yeah. I'm going to share some weaknesses or – I don't know, not weaknesses, but, um, you know, learn from your mistakes, right? Yeah. So if I can help some new esthetician not lose money, that would be great. Yeah, I think they will be thankful for that as well. And a current esthetician to make more money, that would be great. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so number one is over buying back bar products. Oh. I have made this mistake over and over again. There's a promotion. There's a deal. You want to buy a package for a certain treatment. It makes more sense to buy in large bulk, right? No, it does not. Because you know what happens is I realize I can never use all that product before it is questionable on safe to use anymore. Like, yep. do I need to throw this stupid mask out? Ugh. I have. We did that early on. We did that early on. I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore either. But like, I do get annoyed because like, I don't want to say names, but one brand that we brought in, like that we carry that we love, mm-hmm. but they had like this package and it included two fucking full size, like the biggest pumps of SPF ever. Okay. <laughs> and I hate both uh, of those. SPFs. I don't use any of them. I hate both of those. SPFs. Me too. I get mad when I look at them. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I knew exactly what you're talking I, about. <laughs> I whispered it to me. I was like, <laughs> if you want to know, you can DM us and we'll tell you. Yes. I'm not going to share it on here because I do love the line. I just don't like their SPFs because I hate the feel and tacky. Stuff it's, so, it's a very tacky it's feel. So bad. Ugh. If you're going to spend that kind of money on SPF, it better feel like gold. They're like big chubby bottles. Yes. Massive. Massive. I've had so that those two are going to probably go in the trash in six months because they're already a year old now. Absolutely. Um, and we're not going to use them, so we might as well just throw them away. Yeah, but that's that's how wasteful. But you feel bad. Yeah, because I spent money on it. Exactly. Even though I got it for a deal, I, got, I spent money on like, it. Do I use it on my body in the summer? I don't I know. I know. about like maybe like Jeremy, like bringing one home and just be like it, in the it's bathroom. It's so high too. And I don't I, I don't go over 30 SPF. Yeah, that's – Yeah, the texture – 50, 75. So I'm like, what? Over buying back bar. And then what happens is or option two, I get sick of the product yep. and start using something else. Yep. And then I never use that like product mm-hmm. anymore. So mm-hmm. for example, like – um, oh, what would be a good example of a product? Uh, it could be, it could be a cleanser. Let's just, a cleanser is easy. Let's say it's a cleanser. It's your OG cleanser. You've been using it forever, but then you find a better cleanser and now you're like, Egh. that literally has happened to me this year. We ha- like with we do one of our of lines, so sometimes it gets a little dicey because what you're what's starting to happen is if you've been an esthetician for a while is you start, you have your OGs that you tried and true, right? Mm-hmm. But then if you bring in more lines, then you have some new stuff that you're like, ooh, this is good. What you really should do, which is so boring, is what you should do is use up all of your current shit first before you allow yourself to buy the new shit. Uh-huh. True. Which we never do. No. Because we get excited. Yep. But like, I just, like, I 
real like there's some mass that I'm like fuck like I yeah. literally am like gonna have to throw away yeah definitely I know so sometimes I'll circle back and be like oh yeah I forgot I liked this yeah but like right now I have four back size back bar size SPFs and I hate two of them yeah two of them I love two I hate <laughs> and then I um and then like but like like I like Glymeds and Gliscan Beauty is SPF better. So like Love. that's that's where like it sucks. I also Face Reality I use that on pretty much everybody. Yeah, that's a nice, like easy one too. Mm-hmm. Um, so like here's my suggestion. Instead of buying the back bar size moisturizer, unless you only carry one skincare line and that's like makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Because when we first started, we only had one, like basically one, one skincare line. line. Mm-hmm. And and then the other line, we only had it as retail size. Yep. So it was it made more sense to buy like the big ass sizes. Yep. But like I feel like for moisturizers or serums, it doesn't make sense, even though it's like a better deal. I just don't feel like I use it before Mm-mm. I have to toss it. No. And then I'm losing money. Exactly. So and I like having options too. So instead of buying like one massive one, I'm like, I want to have a bunch of I want like five different serums. Exactly. Versus like one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would recommend Start buying with less products in your back bar um, or make sure they're more universal for all skin types. So like, you know what? Just carry one SPF. Yeah. Maybe one mineral, one one physical, like one mineral yep. and one chemical. Why do you need five different ones? Yeah. You don't need five different ones because like you're not going to be able to sell five different ones. Like it's it's always better to think more universal. Yeah. So especially with SPF, especially with SPS. Also, don't buy the big ass back, stars, back bar size by regular size. Um, some skincare lines offer a tester price point, so take advantage of that. I so, love the testers. Not all not all lines do this, but like Glow Skin Beauty offers tester price points. So what that means is you get the product and it's not in a box. And it's usually anywhere from 8 to $10 less than the retail prices. Yep. They're the wholesale, wholesale prices. So um, I, I just feel like I've lost a lot of money on um, back bar yep. over buying back bar. Yep. Because you get excited. Yep. And it's a really bad idea. Yep. Okay. Less is more. Number two, um, getting excited about new equipment and then never using it. Ooh. I see this happen a lot for estheticians. <laughs> they see something shiny and new and want to bring it into the treatment room before they think about how um, they will charge for it or how they will use it. And it, like, trust me, there are new devices in the market all the time, but doesn't mean you need to buy all the new stuff. Yep. Because when you think about it, like, what are your clients, what kind of treatments are you working with right now? Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with acne clients, you do a ton of acne peels. What treatment would pair nicely with that for corrective? Is that the skin pen? Is that a laser? Mm-hmm. Is that micro channeling with ProCell? That would make more sense as like a shiny new device the oxygen mask, maybe, you know, like thinking like that or, Hey, I work with mostly anti-aging clients. I do a lot of facials right now. I'm looking for more corrective treatments. Okay. Again, laser micro channeling, the led light, you know, these, those things could be really beneficial, but you have to also know how to use them in a treatment or how you're going to charge for them. How are you going to make your money back from it? That's the big thing right there. I think the biggest thing is like you get it, you get excited, and then you don't think about strategically how you're going to charge for it. Right. So you're not really maybe necessarily even making money off of it. Like you either either increase your prices or like 
sell it as a separate treatment or more of like mm-hmm. a bougie treatment. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not using <clears> it, like there are some estheticians that have equipment that is not even being used. Exactly. It's just sitting in the box. Why did you buy it? Exactly. And this could be even stuff that's like not even necessarily like a tool that gets used of a client, but something that like is to me- to benefit you. Yeah. So for example, I bought the Glamcore light, not the one that we use on the stand, mm-hmm. but I bought this one that's like goes over the bed. And I used it for a month and then just sat there because I didn't need it because I have a fucking mag light. Okay. <laughs> right. And I have natural window light for my photos. So I didn't we have natural windows, right? Or natural windows. We have natural light coming in through our windows. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of great light already. So it just was like a waste of $200. Mm-hmm. And so again, it wasn't even something that the client really knows about, but I threw money away. And so you just have to be more strategic. Um, and this is why like spa shows are great to see what's new on the market, but also you get this like buyer's high and you're like, oh, I have to have this because they're doing like, I can get it for 40% off. I buy it from the mm-hmm. show and then you like get it and your clients aren't even excited about it or you don't even know how you want to like the price of it. Right. So you really, I just think like we get super excited and then mm-hmm. we don't think of like how to, you know, market how this is it. actually going to be applicable to our business. And so here's a great tip. What I would recommend. We brought ProStyle Therapies micro channeling into our studio. This was like our first corrective treatment. And before we even had the device in our hands, we sent an email out to all of our clients and said, hey, if you'd like to try out this treatment, here are like the before and afters about it. Here's like education about it. But you can get it for $200. We normally charge $300 for it. And guess what? We sold, Emily sold five, I sold five, and that paid for the device. Mm-hmm. So, and it gave us genius. More, it gave us more practice with it before we like charge full price with it. And so if you kind of think about doing like a pre-sell, is a great way to like pay for the device and then moving forward now it's like making you money. Yeah. That would be my tip. Yeah. Um, it's a really good tip. Yeah. Take so note of that, everybody. If you have something big or like large, because then you can get a feel to see if your clients even want it. Maybe they don't want it. And like, or you get to like think about like, why didn't they want it? Pricing too high. Do they not understand what it does? So sometimes doing these pre-sales before you even purchase something, you could be like, start like we'll be offering this treatment starting in December but we're doing a pre-sale right now mm-hmm. gives you a better scope on if it's actually desirable or if your clients need to know more about it before they like invest. Yeah. 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 Because a higher price service, like clients are going to need to know more about it before they invest. So well, exactly. Especially if it's something that they've never heard about. It's like, there are so many things out there. It's like, um, what, what is that word called? It's, um, where it's like, you have so many options, that, uh, decision paralysis. Yeah. And if they don't know really the ins and outs, they're not going to, they're, they're not going to go for it. So it's Mm -hmm. your job to educate them as an esthetician on why this is important, but then you also need to know why you have it too and how you're going to, um, use it for your clients. Yep. So a good, another good example is that we use, um, Saluma in the treatment room Mm -hmm. and, um, we love that device, right? But I didn't like it as a consumer device because we can sell Saluma devices for clients to take home for retail. One, it's really expensive. Two, it, the consumer ease is not easy. So they're not going to use it enough to make the results worth it, right? Right. It's kind of confusing as an at-home device. Great for the treatment room, not great for at-home. But I was kind of been like this spring, like January and February, I was asking my clients more and more. Like they were asking more about LED, like how does the, what are the benefits? And then I was kind of like, 
scoping them out. Like we're thinking about bringing one in Mm -hmm. like this spring, you know, this would be the price point of it. It's really easy to use. Would this be something that you would actually purchase? And a lot of my clients said yes. Mm -hmm. So I was already like putting feelers out before we even like looked into carrying um, the Omnilux. So now we retail the Omnilux to our clients, which is a great anti-aging at home device, dermatologist approved. Um, price point, I feel like is really consumer friendly, uh, easy to use, you know, 10 minutes a day for four to six times a week. It's pretty straightforward. It's the best. I love it. It's hands-free too. So you don't have to sit by like an outlet, which is nice. And so I felt like I was pre-educating, but also asking questions before we even thought about bringing it in. Mm -hmm. And we also did a pre-sale with that. Yep. So I guess I'm kind of rambling, but like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's just – it's you have to be strategic. You can't just like pull the trigger and not have a plan of how you're going to use something expensive. So yeah, three. Do you know what three is? No. Okay. What do you think the third thing is that people are losing money? This one's my favorite one. So this one you might want to record. Okay. Yeah, I've been quiet because I've been recording Mel this whole time. That's okay. Um, the third. Yeah. Would I know this? Do you think I would know this? I mean, everybody's everybody's made this mistake. Everybody's made this mistake. Ah, oh, hit us with it. I don't know. Not charging enough for your services. Oh. Let's go on this soapbox real quick. Did you know by not charging enough for your services, you're hurting yourself the most, which is like the worst thing you can do. And I think once you know you're not charging enough, you start getting resentful. So when you have a full day of services, you should be happy. And if you realize you're like not looking forward to doing a bunch of facials, it's probably because you're not charging enough. And another big thing is I'm going to give you guys a real big wake-up call. I'm going to do a quick numbers thing for you and you're probably going to go home and change your prices immediately is what I'm going to tell you. Because let's – and you should have a goal in mind of what you want to be making hourly after all the expenses are taken away, okay? So let's pretend you charge $100 for a facial and this is an hour service. Uncle Sam comes along and takes 30% right away. So now you're at $70, okay? Then then you have fixed costs, product, laundry, disposables. So let's say another $15. Then you have your treatment room. So let's just say like you pay – let's just like – Let's say you pay like $1,400, $1,500 a month for your treatment room, right? So it's like $5. Is that like $5 a day? I don't even know. I'm like horrible at this kind of math. So let's just say you pay $1,500 a month and then it's 30 days in a month. So you're paying $50 a day basically for your treatment room. So <laughs> if you divide that then by like eight hours, let's say. So like ready now, knock off like five, $6, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you have expenses like the credit card processing fee. Your web- that will get you so bad. Your website, you know, if you break that down, like that's a percentage daily too, your website. Um, your Like we have a Squarespace website and then we also have our Schedulicity booking system that we pay for as well. And I'm not kidding you guys. Once you take your $100, you minus $30 off for taxes. You minus $15 off for the, you know, products and laundry and disposables. You minus off $5 for the treatment room per hour. You know, like you're paying $5 an hour for the treatment room. And then like the other things, those fees. I mean, your now walk away is probably around like $40. $40. Okay. I would even say less. 
I would probably say more like 35. So <laughs> if you want to make $35 an hour, cool. But maybe you should just work at a spa then because you're going to get paid hourly about $30 an hour plus tips and you don't have any stresses. And this Sheesh. is where it's like a fine line of like you want to work for yourself or you want to work for somebody else because if that's what you're making hourly for all the work and time that goes into running our business, I don't know if that's worth it. I really don't. Is this eye-opening to you? Like, is it almost making you like, shit, I need to like add 50 bucks to all my services it because better. it's kind of it, making me even second guess some of my prices. I know. I'm like sitting here thinking like, what can we up? Because that's wild. My best advice would be, and this is my own personal opinion, but I would recommend trying to really strive for $75 minimum an hour after all the expenses have been taken away. Definitely. Because then it's putting you at a place where you actually are going to grow and succeed. Mm -hmm. So that would be my suggestion because if you That's around the, the number that I was thinking too. Perfect. I would love 100 So if you're doing, let's hour. just say like $75 an hour, this is like your net, you know, after the expenses. And let's say you do 30 hours a week in the treatment room. That means your take home each week is $22.50. So like mm -hmm. really you should be probably your growth should be around like that 4,000 to 4,500 a week. Mm -hmm. And then your take home is half of that kind of, mm -hmm. I mean, really mm -hmm. when you add all the expenses, like your profit is about half, like for me at the end of the year for how much money I make, yep. half of it is gone. Yep. And I only make 50% of that basically. Yep. I would love to see my profit margin more like 70%. And 30% expenses, but I will tell you the cost of disposables, the cost of rent, the cost of product, like it just keeps going up. And this is why your prices need to go up. Because if you're doing like 2250 times four times 12, that means at least you're making over six figures a year net. Hmm. Okay. If you're only, let's just say $35 an hour. It's not going to look good, you guys. Not. I'm doing the math right now. Uh, you're only at like $50,000 a year. Yikes. And at that price, I think I would rather just work for a spa because I don't have any stress. <laughs> no. Yeah. So again, I, you know, you do have to be, you do have to start somewhere. I'm thinking when you're a new esthetician, you do have to have lower rates, right? Because unless you have the experience, like you came from a spa already. Mm -hmm. But you do need to really think about your expenses. And I don't think a lot of people do. They list their th – then here's the thing. Your clients also don't realize all these expenses, right? Like unless they're in the service industry themselves or run their own business, they look at the price and they might be like, that's expensive. But then if you say to them, well, actually – these are all my expenses and this is actually my only, my takeaway. Mm -hmm. Then they might be like, oh shit. Okay. I, I guess I see what you're saying. Like you're not, it's not like you're making a hundred dollars off of my facial. You're really only making $40 off my facial. People have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And so that one to me is the biggest mistake is people not charging enough for their services. Really it's going to be making you lose money. Mm -hmm. So really. Yeah. You want to fix a quick fix. Yeah. Up your prices. Up your, up your prices. Um, for sure. So Emily and myself have both made these mistakes in the beginning of running our business and we've learned from them. And so again, I think the three biggest things you can do is, you know, 
not overbuy back bar products, be more mindful of your retail purchases, not um, get overexcited and purchase new equipment that's really expensive without pre like educating your clients on it. And three, the biggest one, not charging enough for your services. That one's going to hurt you the most. That one is literally what's not going to make you succeed and make you resentful and really just kind of keep you at a standstill. It caps you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we're starting to get to the point where I, I'm happy with our prices and I don't feel resentful and I feel like really good. There's certain things that will have to get increased just because like I said, mm-hmm. things are getting more expensive for us running our business. So it's just a business decision. Right. Anything else with that, Emily? I kind of went deep. I want to love it. I think that you hit some really good points. I think it's going to give people things to think about. Um, And the the silver lining in all of that is that they're very easy fixes. These are things that can be switched overnight. Um, They're things that could be detrimental if you don't change it, but they're very easy to change and implement. Mm-hmm. It just takes a little bit of intentionality and <clears throat> just being mindful. Yeah. But I think those are really, really awesome. Um, just things to think about, things to assess. Um, Start, like actually take a look at your expenses. Yes. That's going to be a huge one. And what what aren't you using that you're purchasing? Like even just like little things like I'm thinking about like on my Amazon cart, like things that I buy for the treatment room, the studio. Like I bought these candles the other day. I've bought two sets of these different types of candles and I'm, I don't use them. I don't even like them, but they're just sitting on my shelf. And I'm like, oh, why did I buy those? Like just even things like that, that add up that it's just like it's clutter. I don't like it be mindful of even those things too. And maybe it's more beneficial to buy in bulk on your disposables to get a little bit of a discount. That might be better because you won't know. I have a, um, a reoccurring a subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really smart. It's so helpful. And I don't even have to think about it. Like my gloves and my sponges, those are coming in every month. Yeah. And I, like I said, I just think you really get a, I think the, it gets really overwhelming to know what to charge. So instead think, what would I want to make hourly once all the expenses are gone? Yep. What's a number that like I feel happy with? Like and charge I, off of that. Yeah. So start at that. Start with that and build your expenses on top of that. And then that's what your rate should be. I, I, I like that. just came up with that. That's I like love a really that. good way because otherwise it's really overwhelming because you're like, I don't know what to charge. Yeah. So if you're like, I want to make $100 an hour as my net, mm-hmm. you go for it, girl. And then just add the expenses on top of that. Yep. Or guy. Yep. You know, you go, girl. Guy, guy. gal. So um, that's all I got. I really love talking about this kind of stuff because it gets me really excited. And when I type in the numbers on my phone and like seeing that difference of what you could make a year is insane. Yeah. Just by like changing your prices for your treatment room. I mean, your whole life could change just off of these these quick fixes. And guess what? If you're providing good services and, you know, giving your client like don't ever feel like you shouldn't charge what you want to charge. No, because the people that are coming to you are not going to bat an eye. They're If you're giving them quality treatment and they like the results, they're not going to care. They're not going to think twice about it. And they it. will spend the money yep. and they will come back. A hundred percent. So yeah. All right. Cheers, everybody. Good tips, Mel. Thank you. Cheers.
Hey, it's Mel here. Did you like today's episode? I hope you did. And if you did, if you could take the time to leave us a review via our podcast, that would be amazing. There is a section below um, after you've listened to the show that you can rank our show and you can also write us a message of what you thought of the show. That would be great because the more reviews we get, it allows other people to find us more easily on this platform. And we want to keep creating content for you. And in order to do so, we need the love and support. So if you can take the time today to leave us a review, we would appreciate it. And we hope to hear from you.